The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Who am I to be blind? Watch this rat save the day. Yeah, it's a wet idiot. <laughs> okay. You know, just girl things. They've already selected a new red stripe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's Kathak. I think it's Kathak. I think it's Kathak. We are officially past the pre-registration date for CarnageCon 21. If you've already secured your badge, then great. We'll see you there. If you haven't yet, don't lose hope. You can still sign up day of. Carnage is taking place at the Killington Grand Resort Hotel on November 2nd through 4th. It's going to be super fun. Hopefully, we'll see you all there. Especially at 7 and 9 p.m. on Saturday, November 3rd. Wink, wink. And now for something a little different. We often turn the mics on before we start the episode officially to make sure we catch everything. Most of the time, it all hits the cutting room floor because it is wildly unrelated to the show. But when we were recording this episode, a story was told before we started that is pretty entertaining and will be important to understanding some references later on. So enjoy this peek behind the curtain. Uh, Lindsay? Oh. Uh, hi, it's me. <laughs> Did you forget you were next? I, yeah, I just was here to like watch and learn. <laughs> this is me, and also Ill Dove, and her 5,000 personalities. Great. Gwen. Gwen. Do you not remember Gwen? No, who is Gwen? Nothing to do with the podcast. This is the alternate personality I gave Lindsay when she was picking a fight with that guy outside of Three Knees. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. and he was like, wait, what's your name? And Lindsay was like, no, you know what? Fuck you. Like, Gwen, step away. <laughs> oh, Gwen. Yeah, I hate Gwen. <laughs> Gwen is combative, you guys. Yeah. Gwen was yeah. combative. Yeah. yeah. If Lindsay doesn't eat enough and then has too much to drink. And this dude was looking around like, I'm not gonna fight you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't even remember. I that's the thing is Gwen doesn't yeah, need with Gwen it doesn't matter. It's like really anything. Yeah. <laughs> now just keep that in mind. Let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party witnessed the full power of the Heart of the Mountain. The battle was tense, but the party was able to strike the Heart of the Mountain down. Once felled, Eowyn plunged her arm into the shining light in the HOTM's chest, pulling free a dazzling rapier with a gilded hilt, the Tear of Aegea. They had little time to rest on their laurels, as Eowyn quickly noticed that both the river and the magma flow had started to rise. Slowly, but worrisome all the same. They decided to run for it. Back at the tree line, they discovered that the Vegapygmies were in a chaotic battle amidst rising water from the river and fires from the magma. The party stealthily plotted a course around them and continued on the path out. 
They traveled back through the tunnels to the Mushroom Village, finding it largely deserted, save their guide from earlier, who was waiting for them to return. Together, they all made their way back through the forward defenses, up the tunnel, through the spider cavern past the gift shop, and finally up the terraced gravel path. As Ildov reached the top, a large green hand reached down to help her up, and Kathak's familiar voice said, Oh, are you guys okay? There are some really angry elves up here. And that is where we pick up. You're all up in the entrance cave, along with Saren the Lion, Mr. Wiggles the Mastiff, and your mushroom <laughs> friend in tow. Kithok helped each of you up, smiling visibly when Olash came up over the lip. There's a lot of hustle and bustle up here as uh, you look around and can easily see that the entirety of the mushroom village is milling about in this cave. At the cave mouth, you recognize the Tash Eskeana elves that had led you here, plus what appears to be more of their compatriots, and Vrel, who clearly made it out before you. Darat, who is the Tashas Kayana elf that spoke with you initially when you met him on the side of the mountain, comes stalking forward when he sees you, with Vrel following closely behind. And as he approaches the group of you, he says, What did you do? We did just uh, well, we I'll tell you what we didn't do. We didn't get human sacrificed. And I think that's a great accomplishment. All elf sacrificed, dwarf sacrificed, half elf sacrificed, all half orc right. sacrificed. Sorry. None of us. Sentient being sacrificed. sacrificed. Lion sacrificed, mastiff sacrificed, right. mushroom sacrificed. Okay, yes. But listen, we did exactly as we were supposed to do. We went in, we got the tier of Aegea. We are now going to go save the world. You, boom. you promised you would do nothing to harm the mountain. I, the mountain seems <laughs> fine to me. I, I look back at the cave like... Yeah, it seems to be still all in one piece. <laughs> the earth shook, and in an instant the color of all the leaves dimmed. Mm. It's no coincidence that it happened only a short time after you entered the cave, especially after what Vrel here has told us. Okay, know. but Vrel, like, left your tribe... I'm saying you're going to believe him. Like, coincidences happen all the time. And, and he's not exactly an objective witness. I mean, Vrel has, no offense, Vrel, a humongous boner for that underground cave stuff. Like, <laughs> he is just so all about it. It's it's a little creepy. He did mention to us a couple of times he wasn't coming back out at all, and that uh, he basically was going to stay there for the rest of his growing life and make you all worried about him versus, you know, actually coming and let you know what he'd found. Yes, all he mentioned that. All he... minor illusion for all to have a boner. <laughs> uh, yes, he mentioned that. He also mentioned that the river down there started to rise and that magma started to boil up, which was not the status oh, we... quo for that area. Uh, the earth changes. I, I, having lived in a mountain most of my life, underground waters and magma combine and then all of a sudden things happen. It's... It's not a static universe down there, and it's always moving and changing. I can't, I really, I have to say, I'm I'm having trouble believing that, that you can believe we were responsible for this. I mean, us have the power to shake the earth and dim the leaves? I mean, look at us. <laughs> Come on. And I gesture around to the group. Did you find anything down there? Did we... Gang, um... did we find anything? There's a giant the spider. We found Vrel. That was more at the beginning of the cave. We found the mushroom village. Oh, uh, a flower. I, I show him the flower we were going to give to the to the tree. Were we, I'm just going to uh, connect to Cassian telepathically for a quick second and be like, wait, were we going to give them any of those gems? Oh, 
I hadn't really planned on it, but we could do that if we think it would. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily feel like they're going to care that much about gems. They seem way more into, like, leaves and... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's fair. Let's not mention it. (laughs) We we found the remains of uh, a few different elves and other creatures down there. Uh, They had been taken over by uh, some spores from the mushroom people. But they were not alive. So I'd like to also think that we found, you know, just like a newfound trust in one another. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we found we could do more than we thought we were capable of. And we, that's, yeah, that's what's The important. true treasure of the cave was friendship. <laughs> the just, real heart of the mountain was I the friends we made along the way. Olash was like trying really hard to focus on this conversation, but now is just like kind of off to the side playing with Mr. Wiggles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just saying, because I'm still riding Mr. Wiggle, so I'm I'm having like him walk around at the same time. Uh, okay, so Olash is playing with Mr. Wiggles, and by extension, Yarfik. Mr. Wiggles goes for a belly rub, and Yarfik falls off. <laughs> just starts grinding Ow. him into the dirt. Ah! <laughs> so, you're telling me that you found a couple of corpses and various forms of life and you expect me to believe that this all just happened without any sort of interference from you. Well, I will say, I mean, uh, there was a tree down there, a shining tree that came to life and tried to eat us. So I'm, I'm wondering if perhaps, you know, that transformation was what triggered all this effect. And maybe when it settles back down again, you know, the, the leaves will get brighter the, again. What happened to the tree. Uh, we, you know, we fought it off and ran away. Roll I mean, when I say ran away, it's, it sounds much less courageous when I say it that way. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> uh, we, we fought it, we fought it, we and then escaped. backwards. What, what we're all forgetting here also was there was the guardian of the mountain down there who, we told them our stories, they found out what was going on, and after much negotiation, they allowed us to take a piece of their power with us to stop the evil that's coming. Right, of course, that... Right, I had forgotten about that part of the negotiations. Thank you, Yarford. Right, the tree was was horrible, but this this was the guardian down there that said that we needed to take that and stop the evil that's coming. And that's are, why we're here. Are right. you telling me that you took a portion of the power of the mountain out of the mountain? We did not take it. We were given it. I'm sorry. Is there some sort of difference in language? Possibly the translation from up here to down where you are, dwarf? You have ferried it from out of the mountain. That that qualifies as taking. Did you make fun of my height there, Sonny Jim? It was a relatively long joke, actually. Yeah, he really spent his time on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, the argument is kind of going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the mouth of the cave, a woman approaches. Uh, she is uh, another elf. She's kind of short for an elf. She's maybe only like five feet tall or so. And uh, she is much older looking, like very hard bitten, sort of leathery skin. She has very pale blue eyes and very thin white hair that almost seems to sort of like float behind her as she moves. She walks up, she puts a hand on Durat's shoulder, and she says, Durat, come. Durat sort of quiets down. And then she turns and addresses all of you. Were you aware that your actions may harm the mountain? Certainly not. 
Are you prepared to rectify this in some way? Uh, if there, we're, yeah, if we, if it is fair, we if if we have made some sort of mistake, we probably should rectify it. I will say, I feel like us going to save the world is a pretty big mm. one. I feel that's a pretty good exchange. Isn't that right, Mister Wriggles? Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> As, can I ask what sort of restitution you had in mind? I I wasn't aware there was anything we could do to to undo this. When you ask that question, Durat just sort of shrugs her hand off of his shoulder and draws his bow and says, This is untenable. Give me one good reason we shouldn't fill you with arrows right now. Tira! And I run right in front of Cassie and, like, get in front of everybody. Whoa, uh, Yarfik, hold on, hold on. Uh, One good reason is that, uh, again, (laughs) and I feel like this has really, for some reason, just not been sinking in with all of you people that we tell this. We are attempting to save the world. We are fighting an evil that is rising up from the depths of the darkest hells and threatens to engulf the entire earth in blood and flame and misery and death. Look into my eyes and tell me I'm lying. Have you no respect for prophecy? My lady Agia sent us here to find her power and take this evil down, and I will not let that stand. While this is happening, I'm going to try and get... um. Gildav's attention and, like, signal that I want her to telepathically link with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, if if this gets bad... Oh, Sam, can I cast Sunburst or Sunbeam, like, <laughs> y- without attuning to Aegeus Tear? No, you have to attune to it. Oh, okay, never mind. That's <laughs> why you're lying as a blue streak right now and not having to do a roll for it. True. Well, I, I, don't, I didn't know which of its powers required attunement and which didn't. Uh, the only one that doesn't require the attunement is the light that it gives off. Everything else you don't get the bonuses from. So it acts as a normal rapier. The... You don't get the plus four to damage or to oh, hit. Got it. Okay. It's just a really pretty rapier. It is very pretty. Yeah. Okay, never mind. So you, uh, uh, Yarfik, you rush forward. Uh, you I'm, all... I'm in Durat's face. Yeah. I am in his face. Cassie, you Whoa. give this argument of like, motherfucker, we're trying to save the world here. You will live in the world, so you should want the world to be saved. Yeah. And um, there's sort of a this sort of tense standoff moment. He's got an arrow knocked. You're all sort of waiting. You know, no one wants to exhale for fear of what might happen. And from outside the cave, you all hear a, Oh. What? Okay. Uh, the elves in the of... cave mouth all whip around with their bows drawn and arrows knocked, and everything is still for a moment. Uh, anyone who's looking towards the entrance of the cave, which is, I would assume all of you at this point. Not me. Not anyone, <laughs> of course. No, no one is much too dignified. <laughs> let's, all, let's get you all to roll perception. First roll of the game. Yikes. Natural one. <laughs> Three. Five. Uh-huh. 19 plus whatever my... 21. Uh, 24. Okay, so uh, Yarfik is still under Mr. Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> How am I under... I was up in Durat's face. I, uh, Mr. Wiggles is a big dog. Okay? He came, <laughs> he, he jumped on you. Uh, no, um, you, uh, Yarfik, you just, you just can't see. Your shield is in front of you at that point, so it's blocking your vision. Um, so you don't get a, a vision, you don't get to see any of this. But uh, both Eowyn and Ildov do notice 
um, that all the elves have uh, that were at the mouth of the cave have started to stalk outside of the cave to see what it was, where that sound came from. And they seem to be looking for one of their number that they cannot currently find. Just about a moment later, you see a gray streak swoop down, pick up one of the elves and fly away just in one fell swoop, one, no. one simple oh, motion. Snap. Yes. Oh, snap. And the elves outside the cave all loose arrows into the sky at whatever this creature was or is, uh, begin shouting directions in Elvish. What do they say? Yeah. Uh, things like um, it take up positions over oh, by right, the tree. Nothing. Uh, nothing, nothing super <laughs> important. Yes. I'm going to cast Major Image and make an image of like a, a fast moving, like sort of like a, a silvery and gray dragon looking thing like swooping through the air um, in in a different direction than where I think the griffins really are because that's what I'm assuming is happening here okay and to, and and it's gonna make like a, a sort of ear splitting kind of like noise and try and draw the elves attention wait okay. spoil the surprise friends so it's gonna Jeez. sound like a giant chicken pooping <laughs> um much more fearsome version of that <laughs> <laughs> so like foghorn leghorn pooping yeah yeah oh, that is just terrifying. like that everyone picture that instead of a giant chicken a medium-sized rooster <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that and, exchange rate works so okay. i'm gonna try and draw the elves attention away and Okay. And sort of signal to the group to get ready to run. At this point, let's roll initiative just to get the order of operations here all down. 23. 16. 11. Uh, natural 20, which makes it a 23. Okay, so... I, I'm min-maxing today. Apparently. When I leveled up, mm-hmm. I got Feral Instinct. Mm-hmm. And it says I have advantage on initiative. So yeah, so you roll so twice, you take the higher any, one. Any time I roll initiative? Roll okay. Initiative. That is a sick ability. That's awesome. Cool. still only a 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Cassian, you are up first. Okay, so I'm going to do what I said. Uh, or did I already do that? Uh, before so you made the major image. Now you are signaling to everybody to like get ready to run. Um, and you can yeah, you can so, start moving towards the uh, the cave mouth if you want to. Okay, yeah. So where can I ask? Like, are all of the elves like? Have I successfully distracted the elves? Are any of them still looking at me? Like, what's happening? They haven't gone yet, so you don't know if you've been successful. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna sort of be, I'm gonna head, I guess, yeah, towards the cave mouth. Okay. Um, so we'll say you you make it to the mouth of the cave. And I'll go ahead and let me get some minis on the board. Minis on the board. Not board. Let me see. Is there anything else I want to do with my turn? Ah. That? Oh, okay. I guess it takes me an action to move the image. So that's all I'm going to be doing with my action this turn. It's like keeping the image sort of swooping around and dive bombing the elves. That's a lot of elves. Yeah, you know how elves are. They're like cockroaches. You see one, there's a million. That's not true. Wow. <laughs> I'm a pretty solitary wow. elf. I mean, there are millions of elves just in the world, so I suppose, regardless of if you see one, <laughs> <laughs> there are a million. Uh, Yarfik. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, Mr. Wiggles to me, and try to hop on him and ride out to the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the cave mouth. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's 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 a war dog. He's pretty well trained. <laughs> uh, so he, he comes uh, galloping over. Uh, you you jump on his back in uh, one fluid motion and ride out, and you've made it to the cave entrance as well. 
I'm also uh, doing the whole like pointing my eyes, pointing to uh, Durat, like back and forth. <laughs> okay, just getting his, trying to get his attention, even though Cassian is also trying to get their attention. <sighs> yep. Okay. That sounds about par for the course. <laughs> uh, Ildo. I, I mean, I guess I'm leaving the cave. Okay. So remember, the cave mouth is only like five feet wide. And there's currently a Cassian and a Mastiff standing in it. Well, get I, I out thought of I got out way. of the cave. You made it just to the cave mouth. Gwen is here. <laughs> or I will fight you. <laughs> do you want to do anything, or are you just going to get there and sort of hold... See what's up. I'm just gonna get there and kind of assess. Okay. What would be best? Do you want to do anything to assess, or you just? Sure. What do I see? <laughs> <laughs> Roll perception. Oh, that's a six. <laughs> uh, you look around, and it's it's kind of chaotic. Um, there, the elves have all spread out amongst the trees, and they're all looking up. And you find that it's kind of hard to see because. Uh, the the trees have a lot of leaf cover, even though the leaves have have absolutely dimmed, like Durat said. Uh, you are under the, the sort of canopy here, um, so you're only able to see sunlight and 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 up to the sky in certain places, and you don't really see whatever it was. Um, so it's hard to get a bead on exactly what's going on. But next up is whatever's up in the sky. Yeah. And um, let's see. So against this guy over here, the one who's sort of up and behind, um, that is 13 versus an eight. So a uh, streak comes flying down out of the sky, picks this guy up, lifts him about 60 feet, drops him. (gasps) Oof. And that is... Is that a Wilhelm scream? Uh, and dies on impact. Good oh, God. That one on the edge of the tree with the little mini crossbow. That is a 15 versus a 13. Picks that one up. This is a, a separate creature. Picks it up. Drops. But that one is able to catch the tree on its way down uh, and it only takes five points of damage as it lowers itself back to the ground, sort of just with like a probably a broken ankle. The one on the opposite corner over yonder with the two blades, that is a non-natural 20 versus a 19, oof. Also gets picked up and dropped and that is... Instant death. Uh, Also hits the ground and dies. Damn. Uh, And next up is the bystanders. Um, First up from the bystanders, Kathak is going to rush out of the cave. No, Kathak! (laughs) (laughs) He rushes out of the cave. He pushes past the, uh, the three slash four of you, if you count Mr. Wiggles, and stands in front of you all to run interference, essentially. Begins looking around, seeing what's what. Next up, the elves are all going to start loosing arrows into the sky. Uh, So that is 14, 15. That's a lot of them, so. (laughs) 
Yeah, okay. So uh, three of them hit, and one of them is a natural 20 with arrows. So, so sorry, uh, can I tell if, if any of them are aiming at like the dragon thing that I made, or are they all shooting for the other thing? Roll perception. Uh, nine. Uh, nine, you're not entirely sure. They all are aiming for this guy, for sure. Okay. Um, but uh, similarly to the issue that Ildov had, with the sort of the canopy here, it's hard exactly to see what they might be aiming at. Okay. Meanwhile... Fred, is there a cat? On yeah. your, okay. <laughs> it's just a tail. I just okay. kept seeing the he, tail. He conjured an animal. <laughs> I just kept seeing the tail yes. coming up into frame. Aww. I was like, what is that? She is not great about having me paying attention to anything else. <laughs> so arrows go flying up into the air. Some of them don't find purchase. Some of them do, and it sounds like, like they hit something very hard. You're not quite sure what it is. You can't really see, but you hear, like you've all at some point when you were kids been in a situation where like some idiot fires an arrow straight up into the air and then you play that game of like, oh, you got to run away so it doesn't hit you. <laughs> and you've heard that sound of like an arrow hitting I the street. I never have played such a barbaric game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you is read that what kids it. do for fun in this, <laughs> in this Oh yeah, it's I'd the, just shoot it's the best game. Up into the air. I'm pretty sure I've never seen people shoot arrows in the air. Throw axes, definitely, but not shoot <laughs> arrows. Uh, but similar to that, it's just the sound of like that that bladed uh, pointy object hitting the street. It's that sound. Cassian's kind of Cassian's just kind of like humming to himself the song that the little children used to play when we played Shoot Up the Arrow. <laughs> it's like, arrow up, arrow down and the kids run around. <laughs> uh, next up is Eowyn. I don't, I'm still in the cave and I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I run behind all of them uh, so that I'm there and I'm like, oh my goodness. I also, if this is the Griffin, you guys have never told me about no Griffin, so I, <laughs> right. yeah, oh. I'm very confused. Uh, so I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, uh, I'm going to <laughs> cast. Uh, maybe, maybe if I cast sleep on the elves, the Griffin will leave them alone. No, I don't know. Hmm. That's if no, it's the know. griffin, too. It could not be If the it griffin. is a griffin. I'm just going to cast, like, a real concentrated perception roll. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can absolutely roll perception and see. Use your eagle-like eyes. Use my eagle Aaron, eyes. Aaron, do you, do you, like, Professor Exit with, like, one hand on your temple, like, trying really hard? or? Why would I have to try hard to look at things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. ah, 16 plus 5 is 21. Uh, 23. Okay, uh, you run to the cave entrance and sort of, like put your hands on the shoulders of the people in front of you so you can peer out over them and look up, but still use them as a, as a shield. Right. <laughs> um, and you look up into the sky and you catch a glimpse of something. It's it's not a griffin. It's humanoid. Oh, oh. It's gray and it has big wings. Humanoid, gray, big winged thing. It kind of looks like a, like a statue. Uh-oh. Wait a gargoyle. <laughs> oh no. Oh, God damn no. like it. Looks like a statue. <laughs> a statue. A statue. A, it looks like a statue taking flight and flying hey, around. Olash. I know what this is. It's a. It's a. It's a gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> we fought these before. A gargoyle. Have you? Shoot. Wait, yes, we I, have. Yeah. You haven't. No, I wasn't yeah. there for that. 
You've seen the arms in Olash's pack. Oh, <laughs> that's where those came from. Okay, all right. Olash. Is can I do anything aside from just stand at the back of this mass of people at the cave? I mean, you can push them out of your way. Um, or jump over us. Just like climb on their shoulders. Sure. Um, you could, you know, you could jump. Remember, right? Like, but in the ca- the in cave's the cave. not that oh, tall. Oh, are we in the cave? I, sorry, I thought I thought we were like jump outside and hit her the head cave. I didn't Olash realize we were actually in goes the for a high jump, knocks herself out. <laughs> All right. Wake me up when this is over. Take <laughs> <laughs> a nap. Olash is out. Okay. Big Super Mario jump. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna push my way up to where Kathak is. Hopefully, Saren is also doing the same thing. I mean, you can tell. Saren's yeah, Saren's do doing the same thing. <laughs> so you're 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 with your strength score, you're easily able to push everyone out of the way. Okay. And Saren comes at your side. So now everyone's at the mouth of the cave. What you doing? Oh boy. Um. Eowyn has called out gargoyles. Uh, gargoyle. Okay. And how? Like, can I can I see it right now that I'm at the like mouth of the cave? I'll say yes. I'll say that Eowyn called it out and pointed. So you've okay. got you've got triangulation going on. Oh, no, I follow my finger. Like how <laughs> No, I don't like that. <laughs> ew, ew. How high about how high up in the air is it? Uh it is 60 feet up. 60 feet up. Yeah. I'm going to jump and throw Saren at no. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if I were to go out and, like, jump as high as I can and throw a javelin at it, mm-hmm. would that be any better than just throwing the javelin from the ground? I, if you hit, I would say you'd get extra damage because okay. you're, like, pre-accelerating it. Um, it won't make it easier to hit, but it won't make it harder either. Okay. All right. I'm going to do it. Okay. So you... Uh, you run out, you jump up in the air, and uh, with a javelin drawn, you throw it. Go ahead and roll to hit. Uh, so that is uh, 24. That hits, believe um, it or not. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, and then, so that is 11. Okay, and roll another d6. Two more. So 13. You didn't want me to add anything to that second roll, right? Or... No, 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 no. The, the extra D6 was the extra damage. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. So you um, jump straight up, and just sort of just before the apex of your jump, you time it very well, and you throw the javelin, and it hits this gargoyle, uh, like, right at the base of the wing. Um, it doesn't sever it, but it does off its balance quite a bit, and it goes plummeting down to the ground, landing just in front of Kathak. Oh, tag team. That guy on the ground right there. Um, it is. It's not like dead. It's not crumbled, but it is on the on the ground right now. Uh, Cassian. You're oh, up. can I still go for Saren? Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and also, you can Mr. Go for Mr. Wiggles, Wiggles. Even though. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Mr. Wiggles casts acid urination. <laughs> okay, so Saren's. Let me see what Saren's speed is. I think, I think it's her pretty. Speed is it's 50. fifty. Yeah. So Saren can Saren get. Saren can get around everyone and get to the gargoyle. Yeah, easily. Okay, and then uh, she is going to bite. Um, <laughs> Don't break a tooth. Ah, oh, balls. Um, so that's seven. 
No, uh, eight. Sorry. It doesn't hit. So Saren, uh, Saren rushes around and bites, but this creature's made of stone. Okay. And she's she's but a simple lion. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mr. Wiggles is but a simple mastiff, so he's gonna try the same thing. Okay, so he goes rushing forward, carrying Yarfik with him. Yep. Sorry, ah! Yarfik. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dog, though. He's. I don't um, have a dog mini, so Yarfik, I'm just treating you and Mr. Wiggles as one right now. So Until I fall off of him, yeah. Yeah. Bite. Do I have to roll to like to stay on him? Because no. I didn't know this was coming. No, technically the picture of the Mastiff in the, the uh, books has a saddle on it. So <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah. So it just comes out of the bag Balls. like that? Yep. yep. What the frick? Seven. Uh, seven, same thing. Bites. Yeah. Just leaves a, like a slobber stain on it, but uh, no damage done. Acid spit. Uh, so now, Cassian, you are up. Okay, um, do I see any other gargoyles or just this, just the one? Uh, for the moment, you only see the one, but you are uh, smart enough to know that that like more than one person got picked up and dropped out of this forest, and there's no way that one gargoyle could have done that alone. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to try and sort of get get up to where like to a better vantage point and, and scan the sky and see if I can see any other gargoyles. Okay, so you want to try and go up the slope a little bit? Yes. I'll get you till about there. So you're about 15 feet uh, up the slope from the cave mouth. Uh, go ahead and roll perception. Uh, 14. So you see that there is uh, one that is sort of uh, down slope from you and over to your right uh, that's up in the sky. Uh, you can also see okay. that there's sort of like movement in the leaves of the trees in front of you, about 50 feet in front of you down the slope. Uh, but you can't see what's causing that. So it may be a gargoyle, okay. it might just be a bird, you're not sure. Or the elves. Or the elves, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to hit another one of my shredding high notes and cast shatter at, this, at the gargoyle I can see. Okay. Or, yeah, so technically it's a 10 foot radius, so I'm gonna try and encompass it and like, enough space around it that if there's any gargoyles that I can't see around it, I hit them too. Okay, cool. Um, Does it affect Saren, Mr. Wiggles, or I? Sorry, not the one that's on the ground. You said I saw another one in the sky, Yeah, this right? is the one that, that's up in the air, right? Oh, yeah, so I'm not targeting that one, John. Okay, cool. So they will need to make a constitution saving throw for half damage. Okay. Is your DC seven? It is not. It's higher. Okay, then they fail. Awesome. So they will take three D eight thunder damage. Let me roll that up real quick. Thunder. <laughs> there is a weird part of me that wants to stand Mr. Riggles this whole fight and just be dragged in places I don't want to go. But <laughs> okay, so it takes um, nineteen thunder damage. Nineteen thunder damage. Excellent. So you uh, spot it. You crack uh, the highest of high notes. And there's just sort of this like pulse and sound wave eruption uh, centered on that gargoyle, and chips of stone go flying in every direction from it, and it also plummets down to the ground. Um, nice. That's a good hit. You were gonna say something, Nicole? Was it oh about Mr. no, Wiggles it was about Mr. Wiggles okay. and Yarfik. It well, it's Yarfik's turn now, so if it's relevant. Oh, I was just gonna say Yarfik was. You, John said he wanted to kind of stay on Mr. Wiggles, and I was gonna say at the very least, Mr. Wiggles will bring you to the action. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like 
he's not going to shy away from biting a gargoyle, even though the first one didn't go that good. <laughs> yes, the first one. That, that is the thing I love about Mr. Wiggles. I love that Mr. Wiggles is biting a gargoyle. I love that about Mr. Wiggles. He's always ready for some action everywhere yeah. he goes. It's on his adoption profile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, are the elves that have like fallen out of the sky and died are they dead, dead, or unconscious on the ground? Uh, the two that so the first one that fell and hit the ground is mm-hmm. very dead. Uh, the second one that fell uh, sort of caught itself on the tree and looks like it's probably got either a sprained or broken ankle, um, but mm-hmm. is is okay. The third one that fell also very dead. So if I cast a healing thing on them, they wouldn't come back. No, that would be a waste of a spell. Okay, unless you tried to revivify or resurrect them or spare the dying on them. But um... well, no, you can't spare the dying on them. They're already dead. They're not unconscious. They're dead. Okay, that changes what I wanted to do. Is anyone else not doing well for healing, by the way? No, I'm perfectly healthy. I'm not. Yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm not doing great. Yeah, I'm not great, but like, I'm fine. All right, I'm going to cast uh, Mass Healing Word. Uh, so this is six creatures can get uh, D- D4 plus my spellcaster level of healing back. Uh, so this will be obviously Ildov, Olash, uh, and did uh, Mr. Wiggles or Saren take any damage? Saren took a lot of damage in your fight with the Heart of the Mountain. Yeah, I wrote that so down So Saren and Mr. then w- any... Mr. Yeah. Wiggles is fine. Saren is, I mean, you know, not great, but not terrible. All right, so we'll do that. We'll uh, have Saren, Olash, Ildov, and any elves, any more elves that add up to three more. Okay. Get this, they need it. So, and I'm, you know, I'm making sure the elves know that I'm doing this for them. Mm-hmm. They get. Uh, so that can't is, just do something nice, huh? You got to get credit nope, for it. Nope. Uh, this is uh, so that's eleven points of healing, and this is a bonus for me. Okay. And great. then on my turn, I'm going to wind up with both hands on my warhammer and try to just club it down on this gargoyle's face. Go ahead and roll the hit. And is it prone? Uh, it is prone. So I get advantage. Yeah. Wait, sorry. How much healing did we get? Eleven oh, points. Eleven. Great. Thank you. Nineteen plus six is twenty-five. Yeah, that hits. So that is uh, ten points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. So you raise your warhammer with two hands and you crack down on the gargoyle. Easy to hit because it's prone uh, and you put a lot of power behind that hit. It it doesn't seem like it does as much damage as you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, you were expecting that to be a lot more catastrophic and it seems like it kind of took the hit and almost shrugged it off a little bit. Ooh, I forgot that it doesn't like bludgeoning. Or it likes bludgeoning. Ildo. I'm gonna cast Fly on myself. Ooh. Ballsy maneuver. Uh, so I can get up there and see what's up. So you cast fly, um, and that, uh, I believe, gives you, what, 60 feet of mm-hmm. flying movement? Yes. Um, are you going to fly right now? Yeah. No, I'm no just time like sure. the present. <laughs> Jesus, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some, something about that boss battle just, like, <laughs> really turned a corner. Uh. Do you, is your flying movement, like, is it graceful? Like, are you actually, like, flying around, or are you just, like... It's a little, like... <laughs> Do you move like, like a, a Tetris little, block? Yeah. It's not so much Tetrisy as it is just, like... It's definitely not graceful. <laughs> You're, like, dragged and dropped, like, by a mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, oh, like, like someone learning how to drive, you know? So it's a lot of starts but and like, stops, yeah. very jarring. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> by the end of it, you're like, oh, I need a neck pillow. <laughs> I definitely look a little green. Yeah. <laughs> like. Cool. So you uh, you rise 60 feet up in the air, 
and you can see uh, that, let's see, from where you are, yeah, about uh, sort of like 40 feet down over where that, that elf by the tree trunk is, there is a, uh, there's a gargoyle up in the air, and there's another one over the, uh, the one with the light crossbow that got dropped before as well. Those are the only two you see up in the air. You know that there's at least one on the ground because everyone is crowded around it right there. And you definitely heard the thunderous crash from whatever Cassian did, but you didn't see that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, but see. we heard the ear-piercing note. Yeah, you heard the, the Steve Perry high note and then the uh, the sonic boom. So yeah, okay. so that's, uh, so casting fly was your action. Yeah. Um, but you are, you are poised and ready for whatever's gonna happen next. Uh, next up is the bad guys. So first off, we've got the gargoyle that's on the ground uh, with everybody around it who is going to... Uh, he's gonna get up, gonna write him or herself. Did they um, get an attack of opportunity for that? Uh, nope, because it's not changing, it's it's not moving from where it is, it's just standing okay. in that space. Uh, and it is going to take two attacks. Uh, it is going to, it's gonna attack Kathak first. Uh, and there's disadvantage on this one. You're throwing disadvantage on it? Yes, I am. Okay, uh, that is a seven, which does not hit. Kathak is much too powerful for that. Uh, and the second one on Olash is a natural 20. Oh, God. With disadvantage? Oh, he can only impose disadvantage on one Once. attack. Oh, okay. He uses his reaction. Um, so that is uh, a claw attack on you for uh, that is 14 points of slashing damage. So it goes, uh, it writes it itself, it goes to bite Kathak, and he just sort of fends it off, uh, but then it wildly swings with its claws and sort of rakes them down your arm, causing blood to flow. Uh, so that's that one. The one that uh, Cassian knocked down fell about there, uh, and it is going to write itself, and it's just going to fly about five feet off the ground over to this elf right here and take some swings. First one is a miss, and the second one is a miss. So, uh, Classian, you you clearly sort of uh, messed with its equilibrium, and it fucks up a little bit. Uh, the one Ildov that you saw in the air over that, that guy over yonder um, is going to swoop down and try and pick that one up as well. Uh, but it doesn't manage to. That elf just sort of bats it away and like ducks out of the way of its grasping arms and it flies back up in the air uh, to where it was. And then the one over the elf with the crossbow is going to try and do the same. And it grabs that elf, uh, lifts it up in the air, and again, at that sort of 60 foot mark, drops it. And Jeez. Uh, this time the elf does not fare as well and falls to the ground. Taking... Yeah. Uh, and is dead. Uh, next up is the bystanders. So we'll have Kathak is gonna go first. He's going to swing uh, with his maul mightily at the gargoyle in front of him twice. First one is a 23. And the second one is a 22, so those both hit. Uh, So that's 10 points of bludgeoning damage on the first hit. 13 on the second hit, so that's 23 total. Uh, Halved comes to uh, 11, to round down. Um, So he just swings wildly 
just bam, bam, trying to break this thing in half as as much as he can. Getting some good hits in, but but all the same, it's still uh, bludgeoning damage isn't going to do too much to this creature. Um, the elves, how many are left? Uh, one hit, two hits, three hits. Okay, so three of them hit. Uh, so the uh, the one that just got attacked by the gargoyle over here on the ground uh, hits that gargoyle with his short sword uh, and does some damage. The one in the tree that just fended the gargoyle off shoots straight up and hits that gargoyle. And uh, one of the ones sort of in the scrum over here fires an arrow in at that gargoyle as well. Okay, and that is them. Eowyn, it is your turn. Eowyn! Okay, uh, I'm going to... Can I see the two in the sky that I've now uh, like been clearly able to notice? Yeah, yeah. I can see them? Yep. Are they 30 feet or more away from each other? Yes. They are more than 30 feet away from each other? Yeah, they're sort of... Well, let, let me... They're, they're, like, kind of right on the edge of 30 feet. So if I cast a 30-foot cube spell, will they both be... Is there a place I can cast it where they'll both be affected? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern okay. up in the sky, Ooh. and they need to make a wisdom save against my DC of this, right? Against that? Yeah, your spell save. Okay, 15. Okay, so first one fails, and the second one saves. Okay, so the first one... 30-foot cube or creature saved or charmed. Okay, so the first one that failed is charmed and incapacitated. It ends if it takes damage, so it's just going to fall to the ground and is then going to just waken up out of it. But a big, a big hypnotic like line pattern appears in the sky, like full of swirling lines and colors. And the two gargoyles are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and the first one then is like charmed, just dazzled by dazzled it. Dazzled by it, falls to the ground, and. Uh, Smashes into the ground. Okay, cool. Uh, roll six d six. Six d six. Yeah, it's one d six for every ten feet. Okay. This is gonna hurt. It is going to hurt. Um, okay, I'll just do that. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, seven, eight, nine, fourteen, and seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Um, so that is uh, eight points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, and it is now on the ground and prone. On the ground and prone, yes, but now it's no longer charmed. Correct. Uh, next up is Olash. Okay. Um, and by extension, Saren and Mr. Wiggles. All right, so Olash, so am I like out now in a way like where I could throw a javelin at that garga- gargoyle over there? Uh, yeah, you've actually, you've got clear line of sight to that one. Okay, so I could, and since I can do two attacks, could I attack this one and then turn and throw a javelin at that one? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna do that. So first, gonna swing at this one. Are you using your regular great axe or misery? Regular. Okay. Um, also, I am going to rage. Okay. Um, bleh, that doesn't <laughs> hit. I'm pretty sure that's a ten. A uh, ten does not hit. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm gonna turn and throw a javelin at that one. Oh my god. Um, so that's twelve. Uh, twelve uh, also does not hit. Okay. So you, uh, with your great axe, you take a swing at the uh, the gargoyle that's sort of in the middle of this scrum right in front of Kathak and, uh, and, and miss. It's just too chaotic. It's hard to hit. And then you turn and throw a javelin with your left arm, um, but that's not your throwing arm. 
uh, and it just sort of sails a little bit wide. It's your tambourine on. Very embarrassed to be whiffing like this in front of Cathar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saren? Saren is just going to bite at that one again. Okay. Oh my god, that doesn't hit. Um, and uh, Mr. Wiggles is going to do the same. Okay. And I'm not going to use this thing this time. <laughs> uh, so that's 21. 21 hits? Ow. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was what that's... the gargoyle said. He says, Ow. <laughs> 1d6 plus 1. So that's seven. Seven, okay. Um, so uh, Mr. Wiggles uh, just sort of manages to uh, bite right where uh, Kithok had swung with his warhammer and a crack had formed on the creature. Uh, so he just like tears piece a bit of stone, uh, tears loose a piece of stone rather. That That's English, that's what makes sense. <laughs> uh, so he tears loose a, a bit of stone, um, dragging it off and uh, doing a little bit of damage that is, let me just pause and do some math real quick. Uh, that, that gargoyle in the middle is not long for this world, it would seem. Mm. What, what does this mean? Um, so the attack is a bite, mm-hmm. and it says um, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Yeah. Okay. Um, like if it's trying to bite anything that is a living thing, and it's not just like biting some. Yeah. So this this the category of. Uh, thing that this is is not like a creature. Okay. Um, it's it, it's not. It's technically an elemental. I thought creature was like. I'm sorry. I thought a creature was like. I thought an elemental was a type of a creature. I thought this is more of a construct. It's uh, it's kind of tough. Um, the thing is that like by nature of this beast, with the way that 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 attack technically works, the whole point of that is it's like biting, sinking its teeth in, and then wrestling it to the ground. It's oh. not going to be able to do that with a creature whose skin is made of stone. But that means, like, I just I just noticed that for mm-hmm. the first time. So that that means, like, if if Mr. Wiggles were to bite, like, one of the elves, yes, they would have to. So okay, yeah, cool. I like just noticed that. Mm-hmm. Should probably read more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cassian, you are up. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. There's one gargoyle left in the sky, and then there's three on the ground correct. that are still alive. That's correct. Okay, where is the gargoyle relative to me? The one that's in the sky. Sorry. Um, it is over here-ish. So it's on the opposite side of Saren from where you are. About five, ten. Probably, I'd say, uh, like forty feet uh, on the x-axis, and about sixty feet up on the Y. Nuts. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to move back towards, sort of like towards the cluster of uh, our group. Okay. Kind of get get in with them. And uh, I'm going to say to the three gargoyles that are there, um, you thought you were some tough motherfuckers, but we've got destiny on our side, and she's the toughest motherfucker of them all. And I'm casting Bane on that. Okay. Uh, is it a charisma save? Yes, it is. That is an 8, a 15, and a natural 1. So the 15 saves. The other two are uh, Bane. Bane. Okay. Bane on you. Bane on your Bane. horses. Uh, Yarfik, you're up. You're still in the uh, scrum. 
Perfect. Okay, so as a bonus, I am going to uh, just reach out and grab Olash. Or is she still near me? Uh, no, Olash is not near you. She's on the uh, between Olash and you is an elf kathak and a gargoyle. Perfect. Uh, so I don't need to touch her for this one. So I'm going to say uh, Zarthos again and cast the. What is it called again? Uh, Shield of Faith. Shield of Faith. So she gets plus two AC. Thank you. You're welcome. And then I'm going to ride over on Mr. Wiggles. Okay. <laughs> toward the gargoyle she's trying to get to. And as I'm going through, I'm going to smack her on the shoulder and cast Cure Wounds. Okay. So you, uh, you're riding around the gargoyle? Yes. So that is uh, 11 more points of healing for you. Great, because I lost everything you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> and how far can I get on him to close to that um, gargoyle? Uh, you technically never really left the side of it. You, like, edged around, because if you had moved away, you would have gotten an attack of opportunity. Okay. So am I near gargoyle, gargoyle at all, or I'm just kind of out in space? I can't see the board, so... You are, you are like, still right next to it. Okay, Just next cool. to Olash now. Perfect, and then I am done at that point. Cool. Ildov. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the cat feet that keep popping up. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, okay, so I'm still in the air. Yep. You're still in the air. You can see There's... one up in the air still over yonder. How far away am I from that? It is... From that... Like, there-ish? Mm -hmm. So it's probably like 25, 30 feet, and you're, you're on the same, like, uh, altitude. And while I'm in the air, can I cast another spell? As long as it's not a concentration spell. Nope. Oh, wait. Well, that changes things. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna, okay. But I can, I can Eldritch Blast it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that hits. Okay. All right. 2d10. 2d10. Um, that's 11. 11 points of damage. So, uh, from your uh, magically increased height, uh, you take the rod of the Pack Keeper and you focus that black beam and fire it off. Um, this is sort of the first time you've been in, in a weightless position while doing this, and you can feel how this force beam actually like jets you backwards a little bit um, from the kickback of it, and it fires out and hits the gargoyle in one of the wings, shattering the wing, uh -huh. and sending it just sort of like lazily spinning down to the ground. Like, like a, a helicopter. Nice. And it lands right next to that dead elf back like that. Um, also roll uh, roll 66. 66? For the falling damage. Oh. Yeah, it's 1d6 per 10 feet. Okay. Uh, 19. 19. Uh, so it's that halved because it is resistant to bludgeoning damage. Um, so that's still a healthy bit of damage as it hits the ground. Nice. Next up Boom. is the bad guys. Um, all of whom are grounded currently. Um, so they we'll know what they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the uh, the one by uh, by that elf, sort of off to the side. Um, and that is a. Don't even have to bane it because they both missed anyway. Um, the one uh, Ildov that you just knocked down is going to right itself. What, and, what's um, the left itself? Well, the left one wing pop. fell off. So yeah. 
great. So, so it's a right wing gargoyle. <laughs> yeah, it is very right wing. <laughs> Um, and it, it's like it's swinging. It stands up and it is going to, uh, it just, it's looking around for something to fight, essentially. It's going to walk up behind Saren. So it sort of clambers over and it's going to bite at Saren's butt. Bite at her butt. Saren. <laughs> Uh, first one is a six to hit on the first attack, which uh, I know it doesn't. Yeah. Second one is a 21 yes, on the claws. Oh. Uh, so that is six points of slashing damage right at the butt. Oh. Saren is not going to like that. <laughs> and the uh, the other one that's baned over here in the corner is also going to bite and slash. She does not like being clawed in the butt. <laughs> That's also on her adoption profile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, goes to bite and slash, but it's still discombobulated. Uh, it, you know, the the huge shockwave blast from Shatter it just sort of messed with its like inner ear equilibrium, uh, so it's unable to hit with either its bite or claws. And then the one in the middle, um, having gotten its biggest hit from Kathak so far, is just going to. Uh, take swings at him. So the first one is a 14, which does not hit. And the second one is an 18, which does. Um, so going to swing at Kathak for eight points of which damage. Is, which one's the one that I hypnotic patterned? That one. Okay. Um, so swings at Kathak for eight points of damage. Um, sort of uh, goes in trying to bite uh, he like faints to the side, uh, sort of giving it his profile and uh, just his shoulder, and then it rakes with its claws, and it actually um, like catches the the uh, one of the straps on his armor and severs it. Um, not so much that his armor like falls off or anything. He's not like. But it's just like a little sexier. <laughs> it, it, it bears his right shoulder, um, and. Olash, you're standing right next to him, so you can actually see this on the back of his right shoulder. He has what looks like a, it looks like a brand, like it's something that's like burned into his skin, um, and it's this little bloodshot eyeball. Oh fuck. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Here's the part of every podcast where you, the listener, get asked to review the podcast you are currently listening to. As they say on every podcast, reviews are important. They help other people find out about the show, because algorithms. And they're nice, so do them. This has been a message from every podcast you've ever heard. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash IWVTCast to get yourself an on-air shout-out, an extra weekly podcast, our DM's notes, and access to all our homebrew content. Plus, you'll be helping us out. Gas ain't cheap, and this studio runs on diesel. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can listen to Adam's fun new EP, One of a Kind, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Tune in next time for the conclusion of the gargoyle battle, and something that will rock the party to their core. 
We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>